You're listening to a podcast of Big Breakfast with Luke, Rach and Cam for Joy 94.9. With Luke and Cam. No, Rach, she is in Samoa. She is. Not Somalia. No. <laughs> See, reiterating that's not where she is. She's in Samoa. Uh, very important. Uh, now, speaking of travelling, because uh, Rach is a tourist. And what we a were... segue. Look at you go. All over it, mate. It's <laughs> an award-winning an producer award winning would do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> too much. Uh, Rach um, is travelling, but we uh, I've got a friend visiting from the UK. Uh, they arrive tomorrow, uh, so they're from London. Is this a friend that might be staying with you, perhaps? They are staying with me, What yes. a What a callback. Yeah, good call back to last week's yeah. show. Uh, my other friends found accommodation, by the way. Hey, Luke's out of it, guys. <laughs> so he doesn't good. have to fork out the money. Yeah, stuff you, everyone that said, pay the money. <laughs> Ha-ha, you were wrong. Um... But no, we've um, got this friend staying with us from London uh, from Tuesday to, to Monday. It's so like a week uh, here in Melbourne. And, you know, they're sort of a bit easygoing. They're sort of, they don't have any real plans. They're kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, whatever you guys want to do and like whatever you want to show me. They're very, very relaxed. Which That's is a little bit how I travel. It's not how I travel at all. So it's freaking me out. Like it's triggering me big time because for me, I'm like a serious planner. I will be like, where are we going? What are we doing? On what day? Let's book it. Do we have to book? Is there a line? Like how do I? It's very, very serious. And I like to think that at the end of the day, my friends who I travel with are very thankful for that because they can just chill out and go with the flow because I've organised everything perfectly. See, Ro and I are very similar. We'll book like two days where we're like, these are the things we definitely want to do. Let's book out like two or three days in a week. If it's a week there, there's two or three days. And then we leave the other days for the flexibility of being like, we'll just go in this direction and see what we find. Or I mean, we know we kind of want to check out this neighbourhood, so we'll head over there and see what we find. I'm definitely a scheduler. I'm a, I'm a serious planner. I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> it's a mixed book. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, i got this friend staying with us for a week and it just got me thinking, you know, because he's so, like, relaxed about where we're going to go, what we're going to do. It's like, well, where can we take him? Like, what can we do in Melbourne? And it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's hard when you live here, especially when you, because I work in the city, I do radio in the city, I studied in the city for a couple of years too. I'm here all the time. So, for me, Melbourne is just my home I don't really see it from a tourist perspective as someone again yeah I've worked in the city for like 10 years now it becomes so blase we become desensitised to what our city has to offer because it's like oh yeah that's just that yeah like when when I when I recently had a a guest over that I went and showed her a Hosier Lane right the graffiti lane and it blew her mind and I'm like oh yeah this is just it's just a lane. Yeah. I mean, my office used to be next to Hosier Lane. So I used to walk past it literally every morning. Yeah. And everyone's always in there taking photos and I'm like, oh, give me a coffee. Like, it's just, You just don't appreciate what's around you once you've lived in it for so yeah. long. Um, so, yeah, I was just wondering, you know, do you have any suggestions as to where we could take this friend? Like, where we could go? Like, I know there's the obvious ones. Like, we can go Phillip Island or, like, Great Ocean Road and Torquay or... You know, things like that. But I, I guess I want to think about what are some cool things that I might not have heard of? What's some secret Melbourne cool Ooh, stuff? Secret Melbourne. Secret Melbourne. I love secret Melbourne. We have such a cool stuff in the city. Like you go behind an alleyway, behind a dumpster, up three stories, and there's like a beautiful little cocktail bar with a piano. And You're trying you know, to find the head office of the Illuminati. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And I'm just wondering, yeah, so what sort of, you know, cool secret things does Melbourne have to offer? And some cool tourist ideas I can show my friend so they can go back home to London and be like, oh my God, Melbourne had this. Like, there's really cool stuff. Uh, so I went to an eyes wide shut party. <laughs> Here on Big Breakfast on Joy. 
Monday is here. Uh, but don't worry, Luke, Rach and Cam are here to make those working week blues go away. It's Big Breakfast on Joy. Here on Big Breakfast on Joy with Luke and Cam. And we've got a friend uh, visiting, staying with me for, for about a week. And they're from the UK. And Oh, poor them. <laughs> hey, it's not very nice. I love you the know, UK. Brexit's happening. Oh, that's true, actually. Get yeah. out while you can. <laughs> yeah, the one over Europe. He might get home and might even be part of the EU anymore. Which would be a bit awkward. Well, Boris Johnson gets his way. Ugh. Ugh. That hair. Um, but you've been asking about, like, <laughs> hidden locations around Melbourne. Or, like... Well, cool stuff to you cool do as a tourist. That uh, will make people think of Melbourne really positively. And it's it's always important, I think, when people come to do some of the real standards. Like, there are standards that you have to see. The things like Luna Park, probably the Apostles is one that everyone loves, or at least sure. that drive. So that people go, I saw these iconic locations. Yeah. But it's always good to be like, oh, and here's the inside of Melbourne tip. Yeah, because we know there's like, you know, Queen Vic Market and stuff like that. And Queen Vic Market would be great. Yeah, yeah, he's from, you know, he's from the UK, so he probably loves Neighbours. Maybe he can do the Neighbours tour or something. Oh. <laughs> People love that. That goes off. It's so weird. Oh, I know. Um, Shame but, we can't take it to the footy. But, I mean, you know, there's there's trams and stuff, all obvious things. But what, what are some cool, unique Melbourne tourist things? Because when you live in a city, you do sort of forget... All the cool stuff that's around you, all the cool things that someone who hasn't been here before would be, oh, that's amazing, because you just walk past it every day like it's nothing. And it's not just here. Like, you'll go to another city and your friend will be like, oh, um, I guess we could go do this. Like, people are always caught off guard when they need to explain why their city is so great. Yeah, and you're like, ooh, I don't know. So we've had a couple of messages in. Great. Um, The first one is uh, the floral clock is a must for international visitors. Now, Now, you didn't recognise this at first. No, I was like, floral clock? But you mean the one it's sort of near the gallery across the road near the gardens. Yeah, it's like down towards the uh, Remembrance Shrine. Yeah. Um, which is another one worth checking that's out. That's true. Um, and it's the kind of like the the diagonal clock that's, uh, you know, especially as we're coming to spring, it should be in bloom. It'll be very, oh, that's true. very floral and lovely and big. But I just say those gardens as a whole... Our gardens are really good. The gardens are lovely. And you're right, the clock is really pretty. As soon as I looked it up, I was like, oh, the clock. Like, of course. It yeah. makes sense. And, like, as as a gay man, you could probably point out locations near the gardens that you have hooked up with someone. Oh, right. Like, certain benches. Oh, this stains from 2012. Yeah. The, that pagoda over there. <laughs> That's my friend over there, still yep. under the pagoda. Uh, and we had another message in as well who suggested, uh, this is from Simo. Thanks, Simo. Uh, said the little penguins at the end of St Kilda Pier at dusk. Yep. There's penguins at St Kilda Pier? Yes. What do you mean? I didn't know that. I thought you had especially, to go to Phillip Island to see penguins. Again, I think it's especially at this time of year because they're like fresh penguins. Oh, my God. That's, that's amazing. That's what I call them. Baby. Fresh penguins. Fresh penguins. Fresh out of the oven. Well, smelling tasty. St Kilda as a whole is another one where I think you can go and like show off. You need to be really specific about the hit points of St Kilda you go to because I recently went to St Kilda and discovered that Certain parts of St Kilda have absolutely run down. Absolutely. It's looking at uh, age at the moment. There's some really lovely parts too, like the location of the new Pride Centre opening next year. And here's um, Jason, little Jace from Ivanhoe, who's a, who's in the same state of mind as, uh, <laughs> as us. Take him on a beat tour. That would be fun and great for being energetic. Point out the history of beats in Melbourne. Yeah, the ones that are like filled in with concrete now because they had to close yeah. them off completely because they were being used as a sex venue so frequently. Yeah. 
There's a couple of those I could definitely point Scorched out. Scorched earth. <laughs> uh, and Brad, take him to the Croft Institute. Oh, yeah. And also Easy's Bar Cafe Restaurant, a.k.a. Trains on the Rooftop. So yes. Easy's is great. That's in um, Collingwood. Collingwood. And again, Collingwood has a lot of things that I think you could go around and just check out little cool little venues. Yeah. And um, Croft Institute is the one that when you take people to it, they think you're going to murder them because ah. it's, you have to go down like an S-bend alleyway to get there and it's just filled with bins. Right. But when you get there, it's all like... um. Like beakers and bunces, but like that's uh, the thing. Like you need to do alleyways. But you're saying don't murder them afterwards. Oh, do depending on what happens during the night. They could be into it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's oh, no, no. Oh, uh, going down, no, going down a dark rally. Well, good but restraint like, there. That was good. I like that. Um, yeah, I I pulled back. It's I'm showing growth as a person. <laughs> But I think alleys and, like, uh, walkways of Melbourne is a key Melbourne thing to really give the Melbourne vibe. Thanks for your suggestions, everyone. Uh, keep them coming. I'd love to know some really cool things uh, we can do in this wonderful city uh, that I can show my travelling tourist friend. Tell us all about a secret club we don't know about, please. Yes. Like How do we one, get on the list? When we have to, like, give a password, like Pumpernickel. I like Pumpernickel. Yeah, that's the password to get into my exclusive club. Okay, I like it. This has been a Joycast of Big Breakfast with Luke, Rach and Cam for Joy 94.9. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher.